Calling all Swifties and champions of change, Like a Girl Media is rolling out the red carpet for you with our Thrive Like a Girl contest. We're all about celebrating powerful women leaders who inspire us to dream big and push boundaries. And who embodies that spirit more than Taylor Swift herself? Here's your chance to see her live in concert. We're giving away two tickets to Taylor Swift's show in London on Saturday, June 22nd. Imagine being part of the magic, all thanks to Like a Girl Media. Entering is easy. Subscribe, share, and show us which episodes inspired you the most. Visit our website or check our social media for all the details. Don't just dream it, be it. Thrive like a girl and make this summer unforgettable. Contest opens globally. Voidware prohibited. Must be 18 or older to enter. No purchase necessary. Subscribe and share with hashtag thrive like a girl and tag us at like a girl underscore media for entry. Unlimited entries means unlimited chances. Winner chosen at random after contest closes May 20th, 2024. We'll be notified via DM. Make sure your profiles are not private. Check full rules on our site. This is your shot to see Taylor Swift live. Don't miss it. Welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast, where with each episode, we hear from different women experts in the health IT industry. We like to hear about what makes them tick, how they overcome challenges, work they're proud of, advice they would give to other women in health IT, and much more. I'm Joy Rios. And I'm Robin Roberts. We are talking with Danielle Ciari, the Inno Nurse, and that's short for innovative, and that she is. Danielle has a master's degree in nursing and health informatics. She's a global healthcare and health tech citizen who's using her clinical and health IT background to travel the world. She's seen what other countries are doing every day, from birthing babies to integrating technology. She has so much to share, so let's dive in. Well, I think life, you make conscious and unconscious choices. Like, I consciously made a choice to become a nurse traveling, becoming an ER nurse, getting my undergraduate degree. I can still see being in Stanford and trying to put IVs in and making mistakes. And you don't know how your path is going to go as time goes. So working up in San Francisco, working and living, and then traveling across the U.S. And then I had this idea, you know, why don't I go to other countries to see how they do healthcare and health technology? I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that people, you know, signed up and went to hospitals. And so I went, and I went around to about 35 countries seeing how they did things. And I'd ask them, can I come to New York? Can I come on this military installation base in Rheinstein Leinster? Will you let me on? And they did. And <laughs> Belize, and just traveling around and see, how do you do it? How do you deliver babies? Like, how oh, you deliver them in the ER? Oh, yeah, we do them. But this is how we um, do respiratory treatments in this hallway. And just kind of like, really like trying to understand you know, myself as a nurse, how I relate to patients like all over the world, because I feel like, you know, you're a nurse for the world. It's not for one hospital or one block or one into one geolocation. Like you're responsible, you know, for the world. So through that process, I discovered um, kind of like health tech was like a real thing. 
and I didn't know it was a real thing. And as I pursued and checked things out, um, I discovered my master's at UPIT in nursing informatics and had a wonderful professor and just really put me on this path. And one of the things was learning how to use social media. I was like, oh, okay, I have to learn how to use Twitter. Like, I'm getting graded. I have to, like, set up a YouTube video. Like, how do you film yourself? Like, how do you set these things up? How do you build little apps that, you know, can motivate people? And so this funnel of path, I got halfway through. I said, okay, what am I going to create? You know, I'm a woman, I'm a woman of color, no one's going to give me anything. I need to go out there and take something for myself. So that's when I decided, I said, you know, I can't find an accredited online library that's getting new information, like news articles, what new products should you see. And so through that process, I created uh, InnoNurse.info. And the premise was, our teacher wanted us to do an Excel of our research. And I was like, well, this is kind of dead technology. No one's ever going to see my research this way. And this way I have a library where everyone can see my research and where I'm pulling the information from what I write. And I just started to write and write about things that I liked. And people I say, do what you like. And it's like, well, how do you do that? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm going to go hungry. Like, you know, give me a little more context with this. And I just kept my day job because I wanted to learn how to case manage work. How did coaching work? How did insurance work? Because it's not a piece that's taught in school. Because I'm not taught in school. I'm not going to be taught in graduate school. I need to go do this job and figure it out. And I did that at the same time with my graduate program because I felt I needed a, like the bigger picture. And I wasn't just going to get it taking like one single avenue. So it's been a process and a path. So I said your piece of the health IT puzzle. You just articulated nursing at Stanford, traveling the world, learning from others, really absorbing other pieces of healthcare, health IT and technology, going back and get your master's, creating a library, creating apps, figuring out how social media works, which I need the help of my 14-year-old for. Enjoy. I mean, you have a course in social media. Yes, so and no an accredited course. Thank you. I So you have multiple pieces let's be honest you were doing a lot of stuff it's kind of like trauma nursing like people accept you do multiple pieces but when I tell people I do this and that and they're like so are you a nurse I'm like well yes I'm a licensed registered nurse it says nursing informatics and the great piece I got the other day I filmed in the nursing symposium the president said it's part of your nurse standard practice act to manage data it is your it's your it's not like a job it's kind of like you're calling your right to actual practice. You need to manage data. So saying that you're not good at technology. So I say, you know, these things are choices. I didn't see my path when I started. There's no way I could know that I would be here. But I always knew that I wanted to see the world. And I have a thing where I have to keep at it until I understand it fully. And then I'm good. And then I share it. And I can move on to the next. <laughs> Do you understand it fully? I think I got a big piece of the global puzzle. But I listen. I listen. I've learned sit back, listen. As some people say, I lie in the cut. I go, okay, all right, okay. Take it in, because sometimes people don't know who I am or what I can do. And I just listen. I go, okay. And I just keep adding it into the fold, because it's lifelong. You never stop learning. And health tech keeps evolving. So if you don't, I would try to say five years ahead, so I can keep, like, my own personal forecast of what's happening in the world. And I go to those places and embed myself for, like, a week, two weeks, a month to see how do people really live? How do they get their food? How do they get their water? Is their water clean? Is their air clean? How do they use technology? How do they function between their job and just how they live their life? How do they take care of their old people, their young people? How are, like, schools and kids? How does this all intersect together? So... To me, you have to really go in and learn to come back to have a good perspective about what's happening in the world. 
it, <laughs> I feel like we both have a million questions hearing everything you just gave us. <laughs> Joey and I are sitting here competing for questions. Wait, me, me. There's, so you went out there with this openness to go do all this travel and observe and listen and learn, which is tremendous. What was out there that either you watched or learned from that surprised you most, either, either early on or maybe even something recently? Is I would there anything- say three that come to mind. When I went to Belize and I showed up in this hospital in Belize and then knocked on the door, I said, can you let me in the ER? I'd like to see how you do things. And I was never a white outfit wearing nurse, not even school. We didn't have to wear them West Coast. And so they were all wearing white, and the chargers came out and introduced me to everybody, walked me through like their basically their workflow, their clinical workflow, how it works, how they charge, took me to office, walked me through like, okay, we do our respiratory treatments in the hallway, we find this grave with open knees, we have a room we set up for maternity because a lot of people come in because they might live far out, and we deliver right here. And they were so warm and welcoming and inviting. I would say another one, going to Malta was really eye-opening because... When someone said, come to Malta, I was like, Malta? And I silly only thought was Crusades. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of stuff happens since Crusades. I got to get there and see what's going on, especially with geolocation next to Africa and close to Sicily. It's been like a global crossroads for like, you know, thousands and thousands of years. So to learn about the first hospitals and the hospital are being there, seeing some of the first hospital world, learning that flow had came through and said, hey, you got to clean this up. Let's do some stats and get things going. And to see, like, oh, I didn't know flow came down here. Oh, Crimea War. And to start piecing the ladders together and how it first civilizations and how they were older in Egypt and how did they care for each other? What's been the process, you know, of this arpeggio of these rocks? So to see health tech there and how they do it and creating all these like usable medical device wearables that actually work and it's like, who knew what you would discover (laughs) in Malta? So I see those were the two most surprising. Estonia was great learning and people go they're like oh Estonia they think like Wi-Fi rains down it's like no you have to go buy a chip on your phone Wi-Fi doesn't rain down they're very tech savvy but you still have to go okay. and get a chip so everyone has their challenges everyone but- has their challenges Spain's doing so much the Nordic region is so far ahead so I just go around uh, learning about augmented reality a few years ago before it was like a thing on a little island in a skilled nursing facility in Norway I'm looking around like you're creating a library, a library for the different body parts, for the therapists to work with the patients, and then the patients are competing for the stats. So, yeah, okay, yeah, no, 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 people not making libraries. <laughs> that is so With game cool. systems and, you know, using augmented reality and virtual reality. That was before I saw, you know, anything was happening in the U.S., and I wrote a paper about it. So things like that fascinate me. You have to get on the ground with the people. You know, I can't, you know, be stuck in an office somewhere. You have to be where the people are. When we, I was just going to say one comment. When we first, and then I have to let Joy ask all of her questions. She's shaking her finger. When we first met you, you had running shoes on. And now hearing everything you just had to tell us, it makes sense. So my question has to do with once you learn all, and you've learned, you're exploring, you're asking, you're gathering all these findings, you're putting them back on in owners.info. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Perfect. How is that? information being leveraged are you able to connect with other companies that are using that information as like the intelligence of what they're sometimes companies find me sometimes i find them go oh i like your product i think it's interesting i want to write about it i want to collaborate i want to do a partnership and the ones that have known me they're like oh great some of them might be new i might have to be introduced to them and so it's all different ways how people find me. I might, you know, work in a rural population where they don't have a nurse informatics and help the nurses there so they can take care of their population.
population. So everyone sees me like from different angles and they might know me from images or they might know me from writing or from a podcast. And so it's just different slices of pie. So it's, it's a discovery process. And I think consistency. If you're consistent and you make a good product, people will come back. Yeah, but your product is you. Yeah, I'm the product. <laughs> and I would say, you know, as a nurse, like, you have to sell a lot of things. And not to sell, you know, too nursey, but, you know, you might have to sell something to someone that's uncomfortable. And you have to make them believe in you that this is for the best for them. And if you can sell somebody that's something they're like, I don't know, like, I really want to do this. And you're like, no, you're going to feel better. We're going to do this. So if you can convince somebody of that, you should be able to sell yourself. Because that's what you're doing. You're selling yourself. You know, your integrity, your, your ethics. People believe in you if you believe in yourself and you have confidence. And they see you consistently, you know, staying on message of, you know, sharing and caring and bringing information. Our second question, I feel like, is such a loaded question to ask you. Because you are like the global fairy godmother of nursing. So I'm trying to live up to Flo, but Flo, that's a hard bar. Okay. Bar. I could get a PhD or something you're, like that and cure something, but you know. You're, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> you're, you're pretty phenomenal. It's, that's an understatement. If you could snap your fingers mm-hmm. and solve one problem in healthcare, health IT, what would it be and why? You know and you're what? like a global citizen now. So you know that's what? a I huge would say ask. In, in my heart, and you know, I'm a nurse, I can't lie, I gotta say the truth. When you say that, the first thing that comes to mind is I didn't know there was still a thing with women and men. And women getting paid more, not women. Like, you know, you get 30% less. And I discover I get 40% less. And I'm like, I'm doing the same work. I have the same education. And people don't have the same value in you. That's why when I created a brand, created an entity, they found value in that. But if I didn't have that brand and that entity, you know, like, oh, you're a nurse, you use computers, you know, what is that? You know, so much like you have to package and promote and create yourself. You just can't do one thing. I think that's going to get it done nowadays. And just be aware that, you know, women go into a project or going into a job and think you have to have 100% of what they need and trying to over and do. And sometimes this might be a goal that they want, but necessarily it's like a unicorn. It's not a real person where a man will go in with 30 to 50% of the qualifications and still ask for a raise. And when I figure that out, I'm like, oh, I'm undercutting myself. I'm I'm not asking, I know what I'm worth, but I have to tack on 40% of my worth to get up to the line. Isn't that fascinating? Like, who teaches them that? Where do they get that? I asked asked a couple men trusted about that. I'm all, hmm, I saw this woman and this man, and they both had similar jobs at the same company. And something dawned on me. I said, did she get paid less? He's like, yes, she did. I said, you said that so quickly. There was a meeting. I had no control of the meeting, but I sat in the meeting. And it was always like, well, you know, the woman, she, she has this dog, and she wants to foster care. You know, she's quinoa, and, you know, she doesn't really do that much. And, oh, the other guy manages, you know, people. And, you know, I just, you know, she's really not doing as much. And she got, and I said, did she get exactly 30% less? I said, she got exactly 30% less. So I'm like, the 30% is like a real thing. I went back to double check that it was in my head. I said, if you're brown, do you get less? I absolutely do get less. The undervalue and the overworking. I said, okay, good to know. Duly noted. Duly noted. It is a really important lesson to learn is just knowing your value, knowing it's okay to say no, knowing to like 
we've been having a conversation a lot lately about you know not undercutting ourselves. Uh, it's not a race to the bottom because somebody else will do the same job. And promote other people. Yeah. I'm a bit. When I first came to him, I always say no one talked to me. The second time I came, and you know, people kind of look at you funny, and there wasn't like a tribe mentality. There was no one like saying, "Hey, come along with me or join me." So the third time when I came, I was in graduate school, and I start using Twitter. And then because I can write in Spanish, someone said, hey, I'm coming from Europe. And I met Australia online. And she's like, mess me up. I know some people. So she's coming from Europe. I'm coming back into my own country, and she's introducing me around. So I feel like if you're a person of color, and it was true when I was a musician, it's almost like you have to leave. And I made my name in Europe and then came back to my own country. And I had to be reinduced by other people from outside the country for people to know who I was. It happened even recently at J.P. Morgan Chase. I... Uh, I'd let someone know. I said, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to try to apply for this VIN and do press. And they got it, and I didn't. And they're like, Danielle's from the Bay Area. She's from Cupertino. Like, her family's been here since 1940. Like, how is she not on the list? And I'm on the list. And nobody there knew who I was. I said, I grew up here. I went to high school here. I went to college here. I worked here at multiple hospitals in the community. And it's like, no, no, we don't know who you are. Okay. Do you know what is the secret Twitter? Is it like, is that part of it that it's, it's people feel like, you know, they're not that you're you're not real unless you've got a, a presence online. So I think that's part of the case. Until like I really started using Twitter and Instagram and building like a community there, like online and then offline. It's like, oh hey, is internet series Danielle's here? But prior to that, um, nobody will really know like your name, and so I had to make a name for myself. You brought something up, and I'm just gonna say you've traveled the world, and you just called out basically gender, racial, and ethnic inequality in America in a really big way, but you've traveled to all these other countries. Do you see anyone that's, let's just say, getting it as wrong as we are? Right? Because you said you left and it gets no, goes better in other here, places, or do you feel like... like race is a thing. It's almost like you can't escape, but it's like, see, in France, there is no, like, race column. It's like, either you're French or you're not. Mm-hmm. You're French or you're not. <laughs> like, period. And when I show up in Spain, it's like... Oh, great, Danielle's back. Let's have a good time. And so, or you go in the Nordic region, it's the same. They've had a lot of uh, policies in places for hundreds of years, like, say, in Sweden or something like that. So the gender equality is a lot closer. The pay is a lot closer. And they do a lot of maternal and parental leave. It's like they pay a lot of tax, but they get, you know, a lot back. So here, I think, because we've had such, like, a history of how we develop, it's not quite the same. So I'm not saying it's perfect in other places, but when I show up, I'm an American. I'm the American nurse that's coming to town. You know, oh, Danielle, you know, we put her with the Swiss and the Germans. We claim her. Canada claims me. <laughs> Spain, everybody claims. Like, oh, no, no. Danielle, see, she's not like a regular American. You know. Well, let's talk, yeah. let's talk about claiming you because you also said, and I'm so sorry to digress the way back, but you said you just showed up at the door of some of these places or that yeah. you just asked to go along. Please so did you go just, far. It sure does. And I tell my, I tell my Please kids, manners are free you. and everyone can afford them. Yes. I don't humility, care who you are. You know. Yes. High five. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Humility. So, so did you just ask? You went and created these opportunities for yourself. I just showed up and I said, hi, you know, my name's Danielle. I'm an American nurse. I can show you, like, my licensed credentials. And i really like to see how you do things. I really want to learn. I didn't know that, like, there was hospital tours. I didn't know, like, that was a thing. I just liked showing up and doing it on my own across the world. And people would let me in. So just a self-directed, self-driven learner to go figure yeah, this yeah, out. Yeah, find local population. Go, hey, I would like to see your local hospital. Can you, like, take me in and translate? People go, sure, let's go. Which one? Oh, this is a great one on the island. Let's go over there. Great, thank you. That Please is so cool. You. 
It's just so freaking cool. Self-directed world tour where. Through, through a, a lot of aspects of healthcare, you have to be a go getter, and no one's gonna. I knew no one's gonna give me anything. I have to go and like, you know, start putting my own little nuggets in my basket. And so it's funny when I talk to people that don't know me, and I try to explain. They're like, "Ah, oh, you're a nurse. You use technology." I'm a, yeah, I use still technology a little bit. I think I, I think I got this down, but they can't think beyond. It's almost like, like when you they hear nurse, it's like a stigmatism to your intelligence. You know, which is kind of fascinating. So if I'm in certain countries, it's like a vocational job. But if I say, you know, I'm an American nurse, they know that we do a lot more. But I say they could do a lot more if you allowed them. Yeah, you know, you know I I gotta say, I just my my initial intuition and thought when you say that though is a consumer in healthcare only in America. And being a parent and myself, our son who had a very rare disease and basically living in hospitals for so long that. I observed the nurses telling, especially in the summertime, right, when the doctors are all over, you have these new students coming in, um, you have the nurses delivering the prompts to physicians in emergency rooms. You have them running the codes sometimes before well, the doctor the can even get into the room. Yeah, the nurses in the are in charge in the U.S., which is odd in other countries. They're not. But so you say it's like, you know, it, an insult to the intelligence that you do that. I think what I've observed here is just really, you know, and it's so unfortunate, the shortage, the ratios, the everything, because they bear so much of what goes on in our, our health care system. Yeah, they communicate to everybody. You have to talk to environmental services. You have to talk to dietary, the doctors, the patients, like everybody, and talk to them in a way that they understand. And that's the same with nursing informatics. I could talk to the medical economics. I could talk to, you know, not just the business side, but the IT, the project managers to explain everything. And then people still don't get what nursing informatics is. And I'm like, okay, what, how do I slice this pie yeah. to the grasp that like, it's not a singular, singular thing. And so that's what I really try to create a whole kind of, I don't know, like a web. And, and show how it's all connected. It's like I'm doing project management because I'm managing myself. I'm managing my schedule. I'm managing where I'm going. I'm doing the business. And someone looked over at me the other day and says, do you realize all the work you're doing is like a work of five people? I said, really, no, there's whole teams that just do what you do. Like, you're filming, you're writing, you're traveling, you're speaking, you're writing up courses. Like, like that's not an everyday thing. I said, well, I wish that could translate out so people could see that what we're doing, you know, it's the norm and just respect that all these pieces you see are real things it's not just like a gloss over well said that's really well said all right last question okay we are building a reading list for okay. our listeners and so we would like to know if there's any if there are any books that have been impactful to you either personally or professionally fiction or non-fiction that you think um, women in health IT should be I'm a nerd I'm a nerd. I, Good. It's terrible. Geek out with I say us. I, out. On my desk right now, right now, I would say the two books are, there is like a, I don't, I don't to say, it's like secrets to nursing informatics. So I'm always reading in the chapters and reading through and preparing for the exam. And then, um, I don't know if you guys know Prashant, the big CXO, um, he has an AI book. And so I keep that on my desk and there's case studies in there and I'll flip through the case studies and read like different sections and kind of keep my mind fresh and what to think ahead, what companies to look for, and keep myself on the process. 
Uh, yeah, it's like a nursing informatics secrets to nursing informatics. Thank you. Thank you. Secrets to nursing informatics. And then I'll give you the link to Prashant's book. It's like deciphering AI. I can see the picture in my head, and it's sitting on my desk. So those are my two like flip throughs. Okay. Is that fair? That's perfect. Oh, okay, yeah. good. <laughs> All right. Well, if we could even catch up with you, where is the best place to find you? What is the social media like? Like physically? Or <laughs> I, don't think, I don't know. This is like, where in the world is Carbon San Diego? I, I don't know what this is. I am is. the Where's Waldo. I yeah, the Where's, Where's Waldo. Waldo. I just like, I, kind of pop up somewhere and there I am. Well, we are just so fortunate to sit with you in person. But um, if they want to find you online or know more about InnoNurse, what is the best place It's InnoNurse. Instagram's InnoNurse. And the website is InnoNurse.info. Excellent. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Right. Keep the branding simple. That's great. Danielle, I, I am just in awe of everything you just shared I with think us you in the short for your time. time. No. I know we all have busy lives and we're not perfect, but you know, one can only do their best. <laughs> I, well, if one can only do their best, I think we you're doing pretty darn well. So, thank you. Thank you both. And thank you for listening to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. If you want to know more about us or this guest, check out our website at hitlikeagirlpod.com. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Twitter or Instagram at the handle hitlikeagirlpod. Thanks again. See you soon.